Hello and welcome to the Open Heart Experience. My name is Trevor. My pronouns are he, him. My name is Nikki. My pronouns are they, them. How are you feeling? Mm. Huh. Why? Let's talk about it. What do you mean, why? What's going on? There's an airplane flying overhead. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on inside of you right now? You've been emotional. You've been emotional the past few days, as have I. I feel like there's a lot of um, shifts and turmoil in our lives right now. Turmoil is a good one. Yeah. What's your experience right now, though? Well... I'm in the middle of a mental breakdown, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I planned on just going home and laying on the bed and crying. And then you're like, let's do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I'm finally feeling the inspiration I haven't felt in like a week and a half or two weeks. Well, we switched. What What is the cause of this breakdown? You don't have to be specific, but like, is there... Mm, I just feel like... I'm always catching up, but I never actually catch up. (laughs) Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I think this is a a great topic for today because we're both kind of feeling this way. I shared the analogy with you a few days ago where I I feel like my head is just like trying to stay above the water and I'm like doggy paddling, like uh, coming up a little bit and then another wave comes and knocks me back down. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that while we're experiencing this in our lives right now, I feel like there's so many other people who are experiencing something similar. Yeah, isn't there some sort of, like, eclipse or some shit going on? Oh, I don't know. I think there is. Um, um, what it is flew that? away. It flew away. Okay. There's a little fly, but, like, I don't we're know good. if it bit or not. Okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Could be in my hair. Might not be. The thing is that we were talking about this, was it last night? Um... Like, nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody, nobody Nobody knows, knows, like, why we're here on Earth. Nobody knows what we should be doing. And on the outside, like, everyone has this facade that they're all right. And everyone has this, like, mask that they're doing okay and that they know. But I feel like if you ask anyone, they're going to be like... And I feel I like know. if someone does give you an answer, they probably don't know either. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if they you... think they have it figured out, <laughs> that's not even close. Yeah. If you think you know, then that just shows how much you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think with mental health and just, um, well, like we'll talk about mental health for a sec. Like I feel like everyone is going through something mm-hmm. and, um, most of the time people don't show that maybe it's because of like societal norms um where like you're not supposed to show your emotions or be emotional if you don't want to be perceived as weak or um not put together Mm -hmm. but like in reality like nobody knows what they're doing Mm -hmm. at all and it's pretty crazy because we're told from such a young age okay you have to do good in school you have to go to college you have to get 
a nine to five job in order to be Ugh. stable and secure. Puke. You have to retire at this age. Like that, that's what we're told our lives has to be. Mm-hmm. And for us, and I know many other people that, that doesn't resonate. Mm-mm. That doesn't, that just feels unbearable to follow like the path that society has molded for you. And it, as like neurodivergent people, it's like impossible to be on that path also just because like our brains don't work like that. And it's just, there's so many different like societal norms on how everyone needs to be that most people are out of touch with what they actually want. I would say so. And I feel like that's a process that you're going through right now is, um, peeling back a lot of layers of you did things as you thought that's what you wanted but it wasn't what you wanted Mm -hmm. well I think I've talked about it before just how I was like a copycat my whole life because I didn't know what I liked and I didn't really have any way of knowing how to find that so I just copied everything else everyone else was doing to try and figure out if that's what I liked and none of it was So here we are. It's quite a process to go through of like realizing that everything in your life was, I wouldn't say a lie because it it happened in your path for a reason. Like Mm -hmm. you had to go through that to get to this point, but like everything was not authentic to you. And when you finally start to uncover that and realize that it feels so confusing and it feels like but also relieving at the same time yeah it does it's like a big weight has been lifted off of you which on one side of it can be really scary because you don't know where to go next you don't know what the future holds if you don't have like a quote-unquote like plan Mm -hmm. in place like or like even just like goals or whatever but also because you don't know what the future holds there's a blank canvas yeah and as the human as the creators of our lives we get to hold that paintbrush and create that canvas we get to paint that beautiful picture of our lives and i think that's the beauty of peeling back these layers and just starting over and starting new Mm -hmm. no matter how many times you have to do that and this is a process that both of us have been going through um for different reasons I kind of want to... Um, Do you want to get into your reasons? Yeah, I, I feel comfortable sharing that. I'll share my reasons, too. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can I feel go like first. I haven't said yeah. much. Go ahead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just trying to settle in. <laughs> it's been a chaotic week, and I haven't really even done anything. <laughs> but, well, just last night, I kind of had the realization that I might not like making jewelry as much as I put that on myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that was always in the back of my head my issue and this is going to sound very conceited and like stuck up but I pick things up very quickly and I can be good at just about anything that I try and it's been like that my whole life and I know that that's a gift but also it's kind of a curse because I don't know what I actually like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like When I started my apprenticeship, I learned everything pretty quick and the feedback was always like, I wasn't learning this till I was five years in. And I'm like, oh, that must mean that I should be doing this forever then. Like, I must be good at it. But like, I've 
done other things that I was good at that I didn't actually like, you know? And I think we always knew that we wanted the business to be more than just jewelry. And right now, podcasting is all I feel called to do. And I think just, I don't know if I want to, I don't necessarily think I want to quit making jewelry forever Mm -hmm. or anything. Mm -hmm. I think I just had that realization that I put too much pressure on that being my forever thing and just to add on to what you're saying like with jewelry specifically like you don't have to be making the jewelry all the time like Mm -hmm. if you enjoy designing things more design it and then outsource it you know what i mean like yeah and i know a lot of people that do that and are very successful mm -hmm. like they just have the creative eye and that's what they like doing but i think just the way i learned and everything that i know about jewelry that's like I don't know. They'd be considered cheating, but also that's so stupid that that's in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) That's your own internalized belief about that for sure. Internalized jewelry phobia. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. (laughs) No, we can talk about internalized homophobia another time, but that's a real thing too. I'm not being problematic. (laughs) I acknowledge that. No. Yeah. But I think, Oh gosh, we're gonna be on Wiki Feet. Hide your feet. <laughs> <laughs> Suns out. Not for free. Suns out. Not dogs out. <laughs> Please donate below. Our feet are out. Yeah, right. Please donate to the podcast if you like what you see. <laughs> I've got some calluses going too for my climbing shoes. Like this is, this is some premium foot content right now. <laughs> what are we doing? What is life? No one knows what they're doing exactly you said what do you want to talk about today i'm like i don't fucking know so i kind of want to touch more on what you were talking about with like how in the jewelry business specifically you're kind of at this point where you might feel kind of stuck and just out of like the creative energy and that's okay like well yeah i had more to add on that i just got distracted with my feet yeah go ahead but i'm gonna finish what i'm saying there's these different phases of life that everyone goes through and kind of touching back to like the societal norms and like capitalism like they tell you that if you have a business you have to go boom 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 Mm -hmm. non-stop Mm -hmm. and that doesn't vibe with us like that Mm -mm. doesn't feel good that's just another form of nine to five yeah it's (laughs) it's working until you die Mm -hmm. and that's not fun like like jewelry is cool and there's like so much like there's so much possibility with where we take Hamada designs from here. Mm-hmm. Even if right now we're kind of slowing things down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Get off me fly. What is that? That was so calm of you. Normally we that? freak out. What I don't that? know what it was, but it was massive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These bugs are bugging. But it's like maybe next time we need some mosquito spray or something or a little well, um, we citronella are in their candle. Home. Yeah. I think a citronella candle would be yeah. better. But there's like all these different phases of life that we go through and just like in the winter time everything's slow everything's Mm -hmm. quiet there's not much that's alive Mm -hmm. but then in the springtime and the summertime everything comes to life and just look around us right now look at all of this blossoming yeah three months ago none of these leaves were here the grass was brown Mm -hmm. and it's everything is temporary and everything's always changing and it doesn't mean that the low phases of life are bad yeah it just means that this is the process that you have to get through to get to the blossoming Mm -hmm. and to get to the um 
I don't even want to say abundance because the abundance is with within it all, yeah. but to get to the more like prosperous um, part of life. Mm-hmm. What else did you have to add about? Well, what- like I've been trying to make my jewelry dreams come to life for a few years now, and all of the things that I like reached for that I thought were going to be the answer were all just like other forms of boxes that I didn't want to be in like the jewelry course I bought all of the messaging on there is like you need to be consistent you need to have a drop schedule you need to post on social media every single day you need to always be creating always have stuff on your website like if you sell out you have to start creating right over again and I'm like ugh. I think that's why it's been so I've been so like repelled is mm-hmm. that the word mm-hmm. to finishing that course because everything they say i'm just like i don't want to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and that's not and you know what's best for you mm-hmm. going back to like gno like you know oh, man. you know not what's best again. for you well and like we talked about the clay metal that i got that i was like oh my gosh maybe this will be the thing and i feel like For the past few years, ever since I found my jewelry calling, in air quotes, that I've always been, like, trying to reach for the thing that was going to be the thing, you know? But that's not how it works. That's really deep, like, actually, because... It's been doggy paddling this whole time. Always reaching for what you think will bring you happiness or what you think is the next thing. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're always trying to get to the next thing in order to feel whatever that feeling is that you're craving you're never going to feel that Mm -hmm. ever and there's a difference between having goals and having intentions and then there's like the difference is between thinking that that reaching that goal is what's going to bring you the happiness or bring you the uh, that feeling of accomplishment or success or whatever it may be yeah and it, it goes back to like manifestation like you can't manifest out of like a desire to have something different than what you already have mm-hmm. manifesting comes from when like you are truly grateful from the deepest depths of your heart for what you have in this moment because that feeling of deep gratitude is the feeling that you're trying to chase by trying to get those other things and so mm-hmm. when you realize that that feeling is available to you right now And when you can tap into that feeling right now, you realize you already have what you need and you don't need to worry about what's to come yeah, or what you need to chase after next. Because that's just going to flow based on being in that vibrational state. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, like when I wanted to move in somewhere where we could have a studio space Mm -hmm. and everything, I had the thought to myself, like, okay, I have my garage. I never use it. And to me I was making the excuse like oh there's no ventilation out there like it gets too hot or it gets too cold but if I actually really was passionate about what I was doing that wouldn't matter do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like the jeweler friends that I have they spend all of their time working on jewelry and that sounds agonizing to me yeah and but they love it Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh then I must love it too Mm -hmm. because I'm good at it Mm -hmm. you know but I don't know. It's just been a lot of, I feel like the more time that goes on, the more that's uncovered. And I feel like this was the big thing that I needed to realize. Mm -hmm. But And it's beautiful. There's so much beauty in this because on the other side of this is so much more alignment. Mm -hmm. 
and so much more freedom. Because all these limits yeah, are limits that you placed on yourself. <clears throat> thinking that you had to do things a certain way. Thinking that you had to follow this certain path mm-hmm. that maybe felt right to you intellectually, but didn't feel right to you intuitively. Yeah, and I think it was more just like chasing what I thought I should be doing. Do you feel like you were chasing a a feeling? I think I was chasing more of like validation because... Mm -hmm. um, My gosh, I'm so sweaty. (laughs) It's it's freaking hot. The wind is helping. Yeah, it feels good. I'm about to... (laughs) take my shirt off this is nuts no have, we already showed our feet that this is going on youtube on. <laughs> this is not only fans oh my god i have something on underneath <laughs> <laughs> calm down <laughs> um well like when i first started making jewelry it was fun because mm-hmm. it was new and i think like with my adhd everything is fun when it's new And sometimes I feel like that gets me stuck in certain places because like that's why I've had a million different jobs because it's fun for me to learn. But then once I know it, it's like boring and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, okay, next. Thank you. I want to learn something new. Yeah. Which I don't know what type of job someone's supposed to have that has ADHD that can continuously be like getting bored of things maybe like a scientist discovering new shit i've been thinking about that (laughs) wouldn't that throw my parents for a loop if i was like i want to go back to school and be a scientist it'd be like bitch your prepaid tuition just expired like can we not that was the whole thing well i mean you have to go to school to get there and then that would be torture yeah i don't want to go to school for your brain yeah i can't learn in a college environment i've tried yeah you know what? If people pass by, like... It's a birdie. Who there's cares? A birdie I think there's... I hear voices, though. That's okay. Um, Did you ask me a question? No. If you don't have anything else to add, I kind of want to bounce off of what you were saying with, like, the neurodivergence aspect of it, where, like... Hi, aminals. It's an aminal. I love them. As someone with um well we both just say it bitch no we're both like neurodivergent and it's like the society that we're living in is not supportive of that at all no and so i think for you and me but for you with what you were talking about i think it's just about toning it and figuring out like what it is that works for you Mm -hmm. and if doing something for the rest of doing one thing for the rest of your life doesn't work for you that's okay Mm -hmm. there's no rule written in the sky or written on like the life rule book that says you have to do one thing and stick with that the rest of your life and i think that's my me just i was gonna try and make up another internalized homophobia spin but like with society norms but i think no it's internalized ableism that's what it is yeah it is yeah just internalize like i have to fit in this box Mm -hmm. and it's crazy that my brain still holds on to stuff like that because that's so not how i operate anymore but there's still pieces of it that are lingering that but if if you think about it like that stuff was drilled into you at such a young age when your brain is still like 
developing and your yeah. brain is like a sponge taking in all of that and so our kids are going to montessori school that's all i've got to say or they're just going to be raised on a farm on a farm with chickens yeah call us but it's not, it's not just school <laughs> it's society as a whole remember that try guys video of forest school yeah that was amazing i want to go to forest school can they do that for adults yeah please please i mean we kind of do our own forest school when we go to nature well okay i just want to say that this woman started a forest school and she like teaches kids like physics and all of these things that you can only learn in nature and not in a textbook and they're so engaged with all of it and it's it's just so amazing but also that's in la (laughs) not here well i don't think reno would have a forest school but anyways i am spiraling off of a different path here you're just spiraling so much lately (laughs) um takes one to know one (laughs) (sighs) should we talk about me well I don't know if I have anything else to add, but I think I just to wrap my situation up. I think that after I had the realization that I might not like jewelry so much anymore, I felt very relieved. But then today I woke up feeling very refreshed. But then throughout the day, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? But that's the beauty in it. That is. And that's the beauty in it. And I kind of like how our days go now. You know, like we just work when we want and then like go to the hot tub, go to nature. (laughs) Like I'm chilling. Well, this is what I mean. Like when I tell you like my whole like relationship with like manifestation and goals and stuff has really changed so much in the past few years because I have every fucking thing I need in my life right now. Yeah. Sure, I'd like a little more money, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd like to be able to travel at any time. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we still can if we really wanted to. But, like, right now in my life, I have you. Mm-hmm. I have Tucker. We have... I love uh, our apartment. Yeah, we have apartment with nice windows. That's all I care about. And plants. Sunshine. We have food. We get to sit out in the park. Like, this is, this is all I need right now. <laughs> And I'm really just trying to get into, like, the flow of just being in that gratitude because I know that I don't need a chase. I don't need to try to go after something that I think I need. Mm-hmm. Because if I if I need it, it's going to come to me. Yeah. And again, there's action steps I can take. and And I am taking those action steps, but I'm doing it in a more aligned, heartfelt way. Yeah. I feel truly grateful. I think for me, well, do you want to say that we do Instacart? Is that fine? Yeah, I don't care. Well, <laughs> <laughs> There's another part of you that needs to well, yeah, heal I just, from that. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think like delivery apps and think like doesn't have their life together. <laughs> That's just you what and it all is in these, That's just all what these it is beliefs. in my head. Oh my gosh. I, I don't know what it is, but I still have a little bit of a block there. But we do Instacart, and that is the best thing, I think, for our neurodivergent brains because we can literally turn on the app whenever we need to. 
or when we whenever we have the capacity and it as long as we're feeling aligned we make plenty of what we need and it's so crazy because like I've always wanted to like have my own business Mm -hmm. and I I do with like the content creation side of things Mm -hmm. and promotional stuff like that and then also like I don't need to just be doing that like there's so many other ways to bring in that financial abundance and I think Instacart like not sponsored not sponsored (laughs) but I I mean (laughs) if they want to sponsor us they can but I think Instacart or just any sort of um like gig app or self-employment work like that i think Mm -hmm. it's a it's a great way to um supplement your income for sure yeah especially because it brings you the freedom which i can't bear having a job where i have someone telling me what i need to do or on a schedule yeah absolutely not i would go absolutely insane Mm mm-hmm I've thought about it several times. I'm like, maybe the right job is out there, the right boss, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just get so scared because I've had so many bad jobs and so many jobs where I can't be myself. And the thought of going back to that makes me want to hurl. Hurl. <laughs> okay, want to talk about you now? Yeah, let's talk about me. I don't know if I have anything I'm gonna, else to say about I'm going to need your help with this because this is something deeply personal. Do you want to move to the something... shade? Would no. it be helpful if no, we were not? No, I need the sun. Okay. Um, this is something very, very personal that I've been experiencing. And, um, if you have anything to add with what I'm saying, please feel free to jump in and, and I'll add. Just raise my finger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you can like. So know. I've been on this spiritual slash personal development slash healing, whatever you want to call it journey for, I don't know, since I was like 18, a little before we met, um, and I feel like I was really forced into this just because... Um, you didn't really have a choice. Yeah, it wasn't by anyone, but just by the fact that I was so deep in depression and just so anxious and um, suicidal also. And if I wanted to live my life, I had to find a way to cope. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it was just learning so much about ways that I can help myself and help my mental health. And then that led down like the spiritual path of going a little bit deeper. Um, and so that's been the journey I've been on for like five years now. Can you hold my mic for a sec? I need to readjust. And so, oh, oh, am I, are we still talking? Where are you going? I just want to be sideways, oh. but I didn't want my blanket. Okay. Here. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I say probably in the past year i've been really diving into um this human experience i feel like i went really deep in like the spiritual side of things and i feel like i have a good understanding of that of course there's so much more um but now i feel like i'm i'm back here on earth (laughs) and with being back here on earth i'm starting to understand the way that my brain works and the way that my body works Mm -hmm. and i have been doing a shit ton of research and just learning about my neurodiversity and my neurotype and I self-identify as autistic now. Um, Yeah, you do. And I scheduled a, um, I feel like a backup singer right now. (laughs) I scheduled a uh, professional assessment, but getting diagnosed with autism as an adult is quite nearly impossible. Um, 
one, there's the cost of it. And luckily, I think my insurance covers it. I guess Pretty we'll sure see. I guess we'll see. Um, and also, there's just not many um, neuropsychologists or doctors who diagnose in, adult, in adults because it's still so... Um, I, I, I feel like it's misunderstood, honestly. Yeah. And so I don't have that appointment scheduled until February of next year. So we still have like what nine eight eight nine months um and i was really hesitant to sort of like self-identify myself and self-diagnose myself um but as i've been doing more research and learning more one that's accepted within the autistic community um and, and two as an autistic person you know yeah like i oh hi i know the way that my brain works and the way that I interact with people. And this has just been a huge, huge process that I've been going through lately of just realizing how the past 22 years of my life, I've been putting up a facade. And, um, this is something that I'm learning is called masking where, um, the person, um, who's autistic tries to portray a neurotypical um persona or anyone who's neurodivergent yeah yeah not yeah not just autistic um and there's many ways there's many reasons for this um to fit in for safety um Mm -hmm. feeling misunderstood feeling invalidated etc and this is the process that i've really been going through lately and it's been hard as fuck yeah it's been really, really hard. I'm proud of you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not looking at you. I'm just trying to. That's okay. I'm not masking right now either. Um, and so. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm okay. It's just, this is really heavy for me to talk about because um, the past like three or four weeks, I've been having a really hard time. Yeah. Would you like me to speak? Uh, so you in can a sec, take a in breath. A sec, no, in okay. a sec. Um, I think part of it is just grieving my entire childhood mm-hmm. and early adulthood. There were so many things that I did, things that I thought I wanted, but I didn't actually want. It was all part of the mask mm-hmm. to try to fit into this neurotypical mold of just trying to feel like I fit in in mm-hmm. some ways. Um, I'm realizing so many things from my childhood, which on the surface wouldn't look like they were traumatic events but because of my neurotype and because i was either like overstimulated or um i don't know it you just couldn't perceive what was yeah i didn't know it was happening and there were so many times that i was invalidated not by anyone's fault but just because there wasn't an understanding of what what was going through my mind yeah what did you have were you you okay yeah i'm good Okay. I'm good. Will you add? You got a little shaky. No, I'm good. Will you add? Um, well, I think that for both of us, we were very mistreated by just the system in general, mm-hmm. just by being different and not having resources. And when we were young too, there wasn't a lot of awareness around autism. It was just like very severe or you got brushed aside Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. 
And so I think for you, and I say this all the time, but I think since your mom was a special ed teacher and she had all of this knowledge about how to help you and how to just be there for you, and she knows how to work with kids who are different and who process things differently, I think that that is also a big reason why you didn't get resources sooner on in life just because your mom I was very good I, about that. Honestly, my mom and I were talking about this. I don't think that it would have helped me in any no. way if I was diagnosed with autism as a child. If, if anything, yeah. it would have hindered me. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially with how autism was perceived when we were kids. I mean, still perceived now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, just like in the school system and I, I could list um, infinite reasons why I self-diagnose as autistic, which I'm not going to do mm-hmm. um, just because it is still deeply personal to me. And I don't feel like I need to over explain myself. Like I don't, I don't care how people perceive this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me just being open and honest with my experience, but And I think you were worried about sharing before you were diagnosed also because, I don't know, of people being like, oh, well, you're not actually diagnosed, like, you can't speak on it. Mm -hmm. Just like trolls on social Mm -hmm, media, mm -hmm. you know? But the people who would say that don't get it. And I think that the autistic community absolutely understands Mm -hmm. and will they'll get it you know the, yeah, the, the people, people who get it people, will get it yeah. and the people who don't don't and yeah. i think that's also something that you have grasped lately mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and why you feel comfortable sharing it now right? and there's just so much to <laughs> learn about about all of this um i i never knew like there were different like traumatic things that happened in my life that i kind of thought were the reason for um my I guess unstable mental health mm-hmm. um but with this new understanding now it's like holy shit it like a- it added a whole extra layer yeah it's a like huge layer. this explains everything mm-hmm. while also at the same time this leaves so many questions yeah and I I'm in this place right now where like you are with jewelry and um your life path I'm in this place where everything is new to me right now mm-hmm because I'm relearning how to be myself pretty much without yeah. the mask, without trying to be perceived as neurotypical. Um, I find myself stimming a lot more now um, I, at home pretty much. And it, I think this unmasking process is something that's going to take a lot of time. And who knows if in my life I'll ever be like fully unmasked 100% of the time. Um but at home is where I feel the most safe to be unmasked and with you specifically. Um, so I just want to thank you for providing me that space Uh these past few weeks and for being there for me. Um, don't sweat it, kid. You, um, we're having a serious conversation. I'm sorry. You know, I can't be serious. Um, but you've just been there for me through, um, panic attacks and shutdowns and, um, just feeling like my nervous system is like fried mm-hmm. yeah no problem that's what i'm here 
<laughs> you would. What? What am I supposed to <laughs> say to that? You're acting weird. No, thank you. You're acting weird. It's because I'm really hot and I'm uncomfortable. Do you have anything else to say about it or do you want me to speak on it? I think I'll have more eventually, but um, this is where I'm at right now. And I haven't been feeling like feeling super called to create a lot of content or... Well, you don't um, have any extra energy at the end of the Yeah, day. I don't. I, I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you have to say? Um. Well... I think you did a good job of explaining where you're at right now, and I'm really proud of you for speaking on it. Um, I think that part of this process is just, well, like for me, for example, and I use this example to relate to you while also knowing that it's completely different. Because mm-hmm. um, ADHD and autism have similarities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but very similar traits. We are also very, very different in the way our neurodivergence presents. Mm -hmm. And I think that, well, just when I try and relate to you to give you comfort that you're not alone and stuff, that's how I felt when I first acknowledged that I had ADHD. And I feel like I'm still kind of going through that, Mm -hmm. especially with like my jewelry realization and all of Mm -hmm. that. Just that there are so many things that a neurotypical person wouldn't recognize or even give a second thought to that are just so overstimulating to neurodivergent people. And I think that's something that has been... Like the fucking lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was cranky about it too. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to talk for a second. And you were like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. (laughs) I knew it was bugging you too. Um... Just like sounds and people being loud and anyways, what I'm trying to say is that I am currently and have gone through a similar thing of just like everything is new because even just with how we communicate, I've had to tell you that you need to get my full attention if you're going to ask me a question because if I'm doing anything else, I autopilot into like responding because that's my mask just oh, yeah, presenting totally. yeah. that I'm fine and I'm listening and I never hear anything you say <laughs> Yeah, ever. Even yeah. if you do have my full attention, I probably won't hear yeah. it, you know? And I think for you too, that's just another example of how existing in the world becomes so differently when you start to take away all of those masks mm-hmm. because you have all of these like autopilot settings that kept you safe and got you through the world but Mm -hmm. now they're hurting you yeah and that's a good point like the reason i'm at this point of getting a professional assessment and self-identifying as autistic is because it has become so unbearable Mm -hmm. to mask as neurotypical yeah like unbearable to the point like where i shut down Mm -hmm. and i had that shut down um a couple weeks ago which was very very challenging and very scary um, but it's like, I just, I can't do that anymore and I need mm-hmm. to honor myself and I don't know. You I, don't always know what that looks like. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Oh, it's a little bug. I mean an animal. Little squirrely boy. <laughs> Go me oh my God. It's a lizard. Do you see it? Uh-uh. I don't see it. It's so blended in. 
If you look right I through here, it. he might run away though. That's okay. He made his presence known. He's cheering and, uh, you on. I just, He's like, I, yeah. I woo. feel like all I have the energy for lately is to just be in nature. I think because it's so mm-hmm. just still and so um, it's the perfect amount of stimula- stimulation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we're both at a place where even more recently that we have been masking it's almost like we just turned a corner and the rest was history you know like you just get to a point where you just can't anymore there's just this voice inside of you that's like no that doesn't work for me I'm not going to do that anymore I literally cannot you know and there are situations that we both would have put ourselves in just because we felt like that's what we had to do Mm -hmm. and we're not doing that anymore Mm -hmm. and that's hard for a lot of the people around us because they're used to the masked version of ourselves that's true yeah that like we seemed happy we seemed like we were fine but we would go home and like be zombies because we couldn't function because we were so drained Mm -hmm. from putting on that i can't have surface level conversations anymore i can't do you know what I mean? And I think you're the same way in that, that like understimulation is also overstimulation. Like just being in social settings where you're just like, oh, the weather, blah, 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 shooting the shit. Well, I like to thing. talk about the weather. Okay. I love the weather. That was a bad example. That's one of your special interests <laughs> <laughs> the weather. <laughs> you fucking freak out for the weather. <laughs> I always tell you which clouds are in the mm-hmm. sky. I don't even <laughs> check the weather app. I just ask you what the forecast is. <laughs> meteorologist t over here um what was i saying oh shooting the shit i don't like it i never have don't like what just do you know what that means no you're just like bullshitting like talking about nothing to fill silence yeah just like when you're in like at a party or something and someone's like oh how are you doing what have you been up to lately like See, I don't know if this is, like, an autistic trait or just because I can't have, like, surface-level conversations. But, like, I, I can't do small talk. Mm-hmm. I don't understand small talk. I'm the same What's way. the fucking point of small talk? I'm the same way. Like, I either want to know you or I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't just want to talk just to talk. Mm-mm. And, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how to talk just to talk, to be honest. Yeah. I can put on, like, the mask and, like, try to. And you know, this is crazy. I <laughs> I didn't know how to have a conversation with people until, like, my first therapist. She taught me how to, like, she's like, okay, someone's going to say something to you, and then you're going to respond, and then you're going to ask a question. And I'm like, oh, is that how you talk to That's people? That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just thought of that. thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. And I feel like I understand that just because, I don't know, my parents are very social people. And they always like talking to people. And so I had that mirrored back to me and stuff. And I don't have autism. So I understand like how conversations work. And with that understanding, it's also very draining for me to have conversations Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I love connecting with people, but on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. not just just to talk. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have anything to say that is going to add value to this conversation or both of us here like it doesn't need to be said you know and I'm not saying that 
people who like having small talk are wrong. I'm just saying that that doesn't no, work that's, for that's us. Them. And that's a nice. lot of the yeah. social settings that we would be put in, like being invited to dinners or parties or whatever, I just can't do it. If you're not going to be there, I don't want to be there. And if I'm not going, you're not going to go, you know, because we're the only like other person yeah, there that if, we have that if, understands If I that. were in that situation, I know for a fact that I would be so drained that I'd have to take like two or three days off afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like just from not even talking with people, just being in that environment. Yeah. And just the thought of thing, it makes me feel tired. There's this tired. thing called like hyper empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a big misconception around autism that autistic people don't have empathy or that they don't feel emotions, which is completely bullshit. Yeah. Um, we just, just experience, we just experience things it. in a different way. Yeah. And, yeah. um, it, autism is just a huge spectrum of mm-hmm. many traits, but it's so much more than that. And, um, my experience with it is like, I'm hyper empathetic to the point where like I just I take on so much of what other people are feeling Mm -hmm. and it's so much for me to process but then you don't know what to do with it yeah and I think that that's also what leads to me feeling like burnt out and shutting down and just not having any energy after being in an environment like Mm -hmm. that and I think also that can also be part of your intuition too like you know that you know when someone speaks if they're saying how they truly feel or not and that's another part of like I'm trying to say that like with your empathetic em- empath hyper <laughs> <laughs> what is it called hyper empathy hyper empathy being in a social setting and hearing people like like you can feel on a deeper level how they're feeling even if they're not speaking that you know and I think that's part of it too and I also can understand that to an extent like kind of we can see through the outside fluff and that is also a reason why it's hard for us to be in social settings with all of these people like not being authentic and saying how they feel like we just want to know like if we're going to be in a social setting we want to know the truth and we want to speak well, the truth like, and I be want, like I want, authentic. I want connection. Yeah. Right? I don't want fake friendships. I don't want fake relationships where mm. there's like no connection. And for mm. me, it's really hard to feel connection. But when I feel connection, it's like, yeah, like I feel it. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And it's hard Did to find. Did you know what I was trying to say? That's kind know. of what I was trying Is to it? say. Just that like, we don't want to be in social settings where we don't feel that connection because mm-hmm. that's also that's overstimulating yeah. because it's understimulating it's overstimulating yeah and i don't know i feel like we've both come to terms with that too i'm not trying to take over your autistic coming out or anything just kind of trying to relate more to it yeah huh? that's good Am I no, like with, I feel like I'm saying a lot of words, but I'm not actually well, like saying a full autism sentence. Autism and ADHD. <laughs> I mean, and a lot of other. Um, there's like a wide variety of different mm-hmm. um, neurotypes and mental. I don't want to say mental illnesses, but like you know what I'm trying to say. Disabilities. Like, 
Yeah, I guess you could say that. Mental health. They they all share a lot of like mm-hmm. similar traits. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's a lot that we can relate on. But for us, it's like for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. We can relate, but not in the same way. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, even just being different people in general, not even just having different yeah. disorders. What is it? Is it called a disorder? That's kind of Well, fucked. autism spectrum disorder. Yeah. Yeah. But just being different people, we experience the world differently. And therefore, we're going to have different experiences. And I think that's an important point to bring up, too. Like, um, the book that I'm reading, it's called Unmasking Autism. I'm only two chapters in because it's it's been so much to take in. And I'm just taking my time with processing it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the author's name is Dr. Devin Price. And he has a, a very... Um, inclusive approach to all of it and he doesn't say like neurotypical people meaning like people who appear like i don't want to say normal like i don't know how to i don't know the wordage that don't have neurodivergence Mm -hmm. yeah like he doesn't say neurotypical people because um like is anyone actually neurotypical or is everyone in some like, way... Like, what just, is normal? Yeah, is, is everyone <laughs> in some way just trying to pretend that they're okay and just trying to pretend mm-hmm. that they're um, they're being themselves when actually they're just putting on a, a mask or a facade to try to fit in and to try to feel some sense of belongingness? Yeah, and I've always had that thought too. Like, I always wonder what other people's brains feel like because mine is so jumbled and chaotic all the time but then I'm like well maybe yes I have ADHD and that's how my brain functions but does anyone have a completely quiet mind like Mm -mm. is that a thing Mm -mm. and so I don't know it's just interesting to think about like yes my experience is extra chaotic but what does a what does someone without ADHD, what does their brain feel like? Well, that's it's you know? kind of hard because that's why I haven't really, I didn't know how to speak about this because I don't have the words to describe what I'm going through and to yeah. describe what goes on inside of my, my body. Um, and so it's like we're talking about something like that could be so abstract right now just because. It is very abstract. You only know your own internal experience. Yeah. And well, like learning colors growing up, you know, like when the teacher would say like your yellow might look different than someone else's yellow or like this red might look pink to someone. It's all just perception. Like everyone has a different perception. Mm -hmm. And as humans, we try to put words to it, but so many things can't be explained in words and they're just felt. Ugh. Human. Human. (laughs) Human hard. (laughs) Hard to be human. (laughs) I'm learning to embrace my humanness. And an important point I just want to make, I feel like we could wrap it up here soon because I'm getting very warm. I'm sweating. But I just want to point out that, like, there are autistic people who have higher support needs than I do. Um... And that's not discounting my own experience because I have had a hard time my whole life and especially now that I'm realizing all of this. Um, And also, like, at the same time, like, 
I'm trying to see this as a gift, but right now I don't see it as a gift. Oh, man. Can I talk about this then? Hmm? I was, what? Are you done? Well, I'm. it's just like... Well, the, when you're in it, it's hard. Non-disabled people, they try to like be like, oh, wow, like this is just such a huge gift. <laughs> you're so strong. Yeah. You're so but it's inspiring. Like, it's like, <laughs> thanks, but no yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah well i wasn't trying to be like that when i was like oh my gosh let me tell you why you're a gift (laughs) oh were you gonna tell me why i'm a gift yeah oh okay i'm here for it you (laughs) see things differently and that's also why i ask your opinion on so many things because of your hyper empathy you can see right through the bullshit pretty much and you know the truth and you can see you can see things that i can't just because your brain works differently than mine and you have a different perception. I would say a, a less uh, clouded perception. Yeah, I would say more factual. Less, less clouded by I like more logic. all of the fluff. Yeah, I like more logic, more facts for sure. Yeah, it's less um, like you don't really have that argument in your head like, oh, but this makes more sense or this makes more sense. It's just like black and white kind of. And that's helpful. That's very helpful. Mm -hmm. Because as humans, there's so many different, like, ways that we could spin things. But as a person who is gifted in the way that you are gifted, your brain doesn't perceive those fluffy, like, things. And that's helpful. In a lot of ways. Dr. Price in the book, he talks you a lot. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, he talks about, like, <laughs> he describes autism, which there's so many different facets of it. But one of the overarching ideas is that, um, like, we see things from, like, a bottom-up approach. Rather than seeing, like, the whole picture, we see the little details of things. Yeah, you're better able to break things down into, like... It's not breaking things down, it's seeing the broken down. That's how you see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I think putting the pieces together, which I, I, I guess I could say is sometimes it's hard, but also it's like it allows me to see a more detailed version of everything in life, which mm-hmm. I guess could be kind of beautiful in some ways. Yeah, you're very detail oriented mm-hmm. and you see a lot of the things that people might overlook because they're just looking at the big picture. Yeah. You know, but you see it as all of these small little pieces. And that's also why you are so gifted in that way, because not a lot of people can see that. Yeah, there's there's definitely some pros. And then just living in a society that's made for neurotypical, non-disabled, mentally healthy people, which who knows if anyone actually fits into that mold is just Mm -hmm. it's very hard. It's just so crazy because like. I see a puppy. I hope he comes over here. <laughs> oh my gosh, he spotted he spotted us. Hi. Let's wrap it up. Want to wrap well, it up? Well, something very big just flew over me. It was a cotton. Okay. Um, just I forgot what I was gonna say. I got distracted by the cute dog. He's so cute. Um. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, mom. I want to see in the park. I want to be in the podcast. You <laughs> <laughs> can come in the podcast. <laughs> Um. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. 
Okay. Can you say the last thing that you just said so then I can remember what I was going to say? I don't remember. Well, I think I was just saying that, like, it's so crazy that just society, which whatever that is, just the collective people thinking one thing and going with it or whatever, it's just so crazy that this that singular could, that idea... Could be, that could be a whole nother episode. Well, what I'm trying to say is that just really this singular that. idea has been formed and everyone's supposed to fit into that but everyone's different and nobody fits into that everyone is different and like being autistic can be so like confusing to so many people but it's just another way of living it's just another you're just a being having a different experience and it doesn't need to be perceived in a way that like oh you're an outsider you don't understand like all of these things that come along with when people hear, hear the word autism it's just so oh, crazy yeah there's such a dark history with it too yeah and not just autism any any disability yeah yeah for and sure just it's just so crazy to me that the world isn't built with everybody in mind like who is this one well, it, it comes down type to, of person that well has <laughs> do you want me to tell you it comes down to white supremacy and colonialism okay and christianity that's what it comes down to in our day and age that's what it comes well, down to we're none of that so <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i said a lot of things but i didn't say anything at all <laughs> at the same time basically we're just going through welcome it welcome to our podcast where we talk without actually saying anything I feel like I said so much to try and (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I don't think I do that maybe I do don't do you think I said helpful things probably (laughs) (laughs) I never know until I listen back because once I say it it's gone it's out of my brain (laughs) um I think we just wanted to share about how we've been feeling and how overstimulating the world has been to live in for us and and we're not sharing this for you to feel bad for us no or to complain or anything like that. i know that we're not alone in like our experiences are unique to us with what we're going through but we're not alone in having deeply challenging experiences right now Mm -hmm. i would say probably like 95 percent of the world if not like 99 percent of the world is experiencing something in a similar way yeah and we just hope that our experiences help you feel less alone in some way we had a whole plan to like talk about mental health and how we manage our mental health and then we were like how do we manage our mental health no i think that's a good episode <laughs> because i've been on this mental health journey for so long i i've found things that work for me yeah. you know especially with my unmasking i'm i'm finding things that work even better for me which i mm-hmm. i guess that'd be a blessing with all of this is that I'm getting more aligned with who I am so that I don't always feel burnt out. And so I don't feel like I'm always um, in some ways being someone that I'm not. I want a poodle so bad. They're so fun. <laughs> um, Do you want to wrap it up? S- I was just going to say Let's that. Let's wrap it up. Can I speak, please? Let's wrap it up. My stomach is speaking. It's I'm fucking so hungry. warm. Ugh um well last thing like the no more saying things just to say things i'm I'm just kidding i'm just kidding okay that was rude bitch that was rude bitch probably factual i'm not saying things just to say things i'm trying to add to the conversation with my own experience thank you very much um with the queer eye episode that we watched last night 
That um, was the best episode. The two by guys the way. that were in accidents and had to relearn everything. Um, obviously, we're not in physical accidents or anything like that. But what they were saying was that you have to look at life with a new perspective and that comes in stages. Like first is the grief of what you thought you knew before and how you thought your life was supposed to go. And then it's kind of like, it's like the why me, why did this happen to me? And that's important. And I feel like that's what kind of where we're at right now. Just like why, why does Mm -hmm. life have to be so hard for us? I wouldn't. Mm. Can I finish, please? (laughs) I'm going to lose the thought. Okay, go ahead. There's that stage that I've been in. I wouldn't necessarily say that we're in that now, but that's part of it. And then the next step is like, well, why not? Why not me? You know, and just having to relearn everything and figure everything out in a new way that works better without the mask. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm in the why me or like victimhood phase but I'm also not in the why not me phase. well there was another I feel like there's more in between but oh, yeah. basically what I'm saying <laughs> and is it's that not it's not a linear path no either. no no Everyone's there's different. just there's stages of it and I feel like we're somewhere in between and that's the most confusing part so we don't know what's next or we don't know why this is happening or what for or whatever but and when I don't you're know. in it it's harder to see the light at the end of the tunnel but we know that there is light at the end of the tunnel we just Mm -hmm. don't know what that is right now Mm -hmm. and I I feel like this is all so divine like this is happening at a point in my life where I've yeah I've gained so much understanding of myself and now it's like holy shit there's so much more to understand but then also it's like this provides an explanation for everything and it's like I have the resources now to be able to process this and um, and grow from this. And um, I mean, I, I feel grateful for this experience as hard and as shitty as it is. I, I truly feel grateful for it. And, and sometimes that comes and goes. But um, ultimately, I know that there's something so much more beautiful to come from this that we can't even fathom right now yeah but right now we're just in it we're in it i just brought up the queer eye reference because there are phases and like there's a grieving process that comes with unmasking and acknowledging you don't have to tell me that acknowledging that (laughs) the life that you thought you were living that you thought you were being authentic in is so totally not that yeah and not anything that you thought it was but once you realize that like we said, it's relieving, but also so confusing and so fun at the same time. Because you're given that blank canvas. Yeah. To do whatever the fuck you want because there are no rules. And there's there's a security. Oh, my God. Is it another scammer call? Yes. I get like 10 a day. Battle Mountain, Nevada. I don't I think, know anyone I think there. it's the universe telling us to wrap up the podcast because I'm getting sunburned. Yeah. Um... Just that it can be overwhelming to have a blank canvas in some parts. Every day is different. That's all I was saying. Every day is different. Sometimes it's exciting and fun, and sometimes it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? (laughs) Yes, and also everything, everything is temporary. Yeah. This isn't forever. 
No. It could change in an instant. It could change in a year. It could change in a day. We don't know. Yeah. The the real trick is just trying to be as present as possible. Just and that's be why, in it. Just that's be in why it. Yeah. nature has been so healing for us. Because that's and one literally more thing, it. One more thing I want to say before we do need to wrap it up, though. I'm getting red. I have a tan line. Okay. Sure. But it's that... Um, I'm realizing, and I've always known this, but for this experience specifically, I'm realizing that a lot of my um, resistance to it and wanting it to be different has contributed a lot to the um, the challengingness. Is that a word? It's contributed a lot to the suffering through it. Yeah, absolutely. And so right now I'm in the process of acceptance, which again is a process, and I don't know when I'll... 100% be okay with what I'm experiencing right now just because it is so hard but at least just trying to lean into the presence of right now because in the presence of right now is when we can find peace and, and it'll never be this way ever again Mm-mm. in this exact moment Mm-mm. and that's why it's so important to be present yeah I think that was good you do yeah okay cool hopefully I said some good stuff I don't remember <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up here all the links for everything are below um we showed our feet so you know donate if you want (laughs) please (laughs) would be much appreciated i keep laughing about how last time you're like wouldn't that be cool like no yeah i mean (laughs) if you want to support the podcast it'd be cool if you donated a little bit (laughs) yeah it'd be pretty freaking dope uh that's below everything is linked below obviously all right thanks for i'm all talked out yeah thanks for watching thanks for listening this is the we'll be back soon experience goodbye oh my god